podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sissoko finally waited. Ericsson, low, great ball into the middle. What a save by Heaton. Tonight's Davison Sanchez, Lucas Moura. And belted into the net, brilliant goal. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! What a finish for 3-2 from Serge Aurier! First time here to Son. Kane, good area for Spurs. And Kane's not afraid to shoot. Wow, what a goal, Harry Kane. That is exceptional. Try and place it. Wonderfully taken by Eric Lamella. Never afraid to take on a shot, and with good reason. Terry in the Burnley battle line. Son breaks forward. Oh, wow, what a run. Yemin Son from inside his own half has scored one of the best good evening people welcome back to another episode of the new spurs order pod your favorite tottenham podcast live stream whatever you want to call it um we're back we're back we're back we're back and it's been yet another eventful week in the spurs world but before we delve into that um yao how are you man scott hall NWO or NWO and NSO's finest. How you doing, man? Long time. Hey, man. I had to I had to deal with some loads of work. Obviously, I wasn't gone for negative reasons. I was gone for positive reasons. Loads of work had come on my plate. So <clears throat> I had to sort it out. And then wedding season hit and it was peak. But through it all, obviously, I've been keeping up with the guys. And um, yeah, I'm back. Isn't it? I'm, I'm back just in time. For the summer transfers coming like SummerSlam. I'm back and I'm ready for the heavyweight title. Let's talk about that. Okay, okay. Well, it's good to have you back, bro. And uh, today we've actually got a special guest. So um, me and this fella used to chop it up. So, Kieran, how are you doing, man? How How's things? How are you? Yeah, buonasera. All good, all good, yeah. Yeah? Oh, you're getting the, the, the Italian out there already, yeah? Yeah, already. <laughs> In, guys, in case you haven't realised, Kieran, Kieran's got a soft spot for for Italy. I think um, I'm pretty sure you mentioned that you lived there at a point, right? Yeah, I lived in yeah. Naples for six years, so yep. yeah, I've stayed in Italy. So yeah, yep. So um, I think that also gives away the team he supports, uh, Napoli. Uh, so, yeah. but Kieran covers all things Serie A, and uh, I think it doesn't take a genius to realise why we've brought on Kieran for this week's episode. But before we get into specifics, uh, just some minor housekeeping. Uh, make sure you subscribe to all the socials. Uh, so that's Touchline Freca on Instagram and Twitter. It's one word. And also the New Spurs Order, one word as well, on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to all our channels, all our socials, so you don't miss any of this content. Now, without ado, let's actually get into specifics, boys. So, it's fair to say that it's it's actually an exciting period for Tottenham. Um, do we think that's a fair statement? Because it's like one signing's come through the door, another signing's essentially done, I guess, and um, they're just waiting on um, official confirmation. 
Um, and then we're linked with a host of top players. And then to support that, uh, we've seen obviously the capital investment from the owners, the majority owners at the club um, in the last two weeks. So, yeah, you're someone who is quite level-headed and likes to be blunt about Spurs' aspirations. Um, what is your mood at the moment now with Tottenham? Uh, there, there's a right... You can. There definitely can be a sense of positivity, for one, um, because the £150 million investment is something that I don't think um, Spurs fans have seen previously in the past. I mean, we've invested... Um, you know, the club have spent money. That's something that we can definitely say they've done. But it's tend to come on a, a sell-to-buy basis, yeah. um, which is not obviously the model that uh, takes you to uh, championships consistently. You know, if you're going to be up there and competing, you have to be spending uh, regularly and quite consistently. So now we've got the new stadium. Um, everything's back to up and running. We've got this £150 million investment, which from my understanding is um, obviously the majority, probably about 80% will probably be used on players' transfers. And then I imagine any player sales will be used on any additional transfers if need be. So that's the positive side of things. The second side of the positivity is that we do have two players, although one of them still has to confirm. I think he, uh, with uh, Fraser Froster, um, he can't be confirmed till the 1st of June because of some ruling in England that means that we can't actually say we've signed him um, until the 1st of June, um, which is the last month of his contract. Um, so phase of four-star, Perisic is a very big buy, um, even though it's on a free. I think it's a fantastic move by the club, and very shrewd business by the club. Um, but that's the positive side of things. Is there a negative? Not right now. The only negative will be is if um, all of this noise, because that's what it is right now, doesn't come to fruition um, by the end of the transfer window. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's 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 a fair assessment to be honest. Um, Kieran, um, I know obviously you 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 keep your yeah your ears to the ground, um, not just on Italian news, but but. Uh, Premier League news as well. So from the outside looking in, um, with the way we finished the season, um, what's your... Uh, do you look at Spurs differently to how you looked at Spurs maybe back when we did those green rooms? Because the, the the mood was completely different back those times with Jose Mourinho, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, what's the outs, What's the outward perception on, on, on Tottenham right now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, since Conte's come in, He's done a fantastic job and he's getting the players to play well. Obviously, you did a fantastic bit of business in January by bringing in Kulisevsky and Bentanker. And they've pushed you up the road. And, you know, Kulisevsky, since he's come in from January, he's been fantastic. And I think there's a, <clears throat> a big belief behind the club and the fan base is starting to get into the way Conte runs and the team plays. So, yeah, it's, you know, Spurs has been fantastic since January. Brilliant. Brilliant. Boy. Different, different mood now, isn't it? Different, different energy now, isn't it? When 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 we speak Spurs, but listen, uh, yeah, let's 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 delve a little deeper into into what you mentioned as well about that that 
capital investment and the two players we brought in. So let's let's focus specifically on one of the players where we've let's face it, we've not actually had to spend any any money on as far as his transfer fee is concerned. And you know, of course there'll be maybe some signing on bonus fees and wages, of course, but let's look at the fact that we've paid zero pounds in transfer fees for Ivan Perisic. Yeah, this is this was a guy who was recently crowned Inter Milan's player of the year, uh, player of the season, um, hugely, hugely experienced. He's done it at the international stage. He's done it um, at the um, domestic, in, for his domestic clubs. Um, ambidextrous as well. And most importantly, he fills a gap that was gaping in our starting eleven. Um, what's your assessment of that Perisic deal? Um, it's one of those deals that, um, I, I'll be honest with you, this is a typical Spurs deal. You think now, so? Yeah, uh, and I'll explain why. You know, this is no different to Van der Vaart, final day of the transfer window. So it's absolutely no different. You know, we've had deals like this in the past. It, it, I won't say it's as big of an impact, but it's no different to getting bail over the line. This is the level of like player we're talking about, like in terms of consistency and he's um and what he's done throughout his career, club and international level. Perisic is a very big deal. But the truth of the matter is, is that it's free. It's a free transfer. Yeah, this is if there's any deal that's going to speak Spurs, this was it. You've got a superstar who's probably got I think he's still got about three years left um, footballing-wise. And, you know, I, I think he can still play at the top level up into the age of 36. He could probably go up to 38 if if we're talking about how fit he is as an individual. Doesn't get injured consistently. We obviously touch wood over that. But in terms of the business, I think Spurs have done very shrewd business, especially to get this done so, so early. You know, the transfer window officially has not actually opened. And we've got him over the line when I'd imagine if we had waited, a lot more clubs would have been sniffing around um, and basically been trying to pry him away. And we've managed to get this done. We haven't killed the bank in any way, shape or form. And this allows us to obviously move forward later on in the transfer window to get other targets that we have um, moving forward. So I, I think this still shows ambition if that's the correct term to use. But let's not lie, it's free business. So, <laughs> you know, business-wise, it's, it's, it's just good. good business. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? You know what? I, I, in my head, I don't see this as like your stereotypical Spurs deal. I, I get the I get the, the, the links because of the, because of the, the situation, i.e. The, the lack of spend, the transfer spend. But... I look at the fact that he's 33 years old. I can't remember the last time Tottenham have signed a 33-year-old player to come straight into the team and given not only signed a 33-year-old, but given him a two-year deal. I heart back on that dreaded duo signing for Harry Redknapp, um, Ryan Nelson and Louis Saha. They were signed on what, like six six-month loan deals? Yeah, or like yeah, 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 yeah. But, but you get what I mean. Whereas, whereas Paris Go on. I feel right regarding the age in terms of like we're not known as a club to sign players well into their 30s for one. Well, it was not the model that we've had um 
at all. But, you know, through Levy and Enix tenure, to be fair to them, they have, you know, gone back into the market at times and signed slightly older players, whether they be um, 29, 30, 31. That's normally as far as they really go. So you're right. I do agree with you that this is a bit different because this guy is, we're talking 33. He really is a grown man. Yeah. But it's not just the, it's not just the age because I still think 33, I still think you can, you can cut and I'll, and I'll come to Kieran on this later on. But I also think the fact that, like you said, we signed him in, we signed this guy in basically in May. We signed this guy in May before this, before the window officially opened, we got this deal over the line. That's something that I don't really see with Spurs. And I think the, the the third and most important aspect here is, yeah, this was a player that Antonio Conte specifically earmarked. Specifically earmarked, yeah? So forget about the age and whatnot. This was a guy that Conte said, I want this guy at the club. And the club went out of their way and they got him. And I think for me, those three components make this deal good and make it a bit different from the way we've operated in the past. Um I know we have signed experienced heads before to 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 um to come and help the team but it's like signing a man who Antonio Conte wants and giving him a two year deal on top as well. I think I think it's good man. I think it's good. It's, it, it shows as if it shows as if the club are finally pulling towards the same direction as the manager. Now Kieran I wanted to to come to you on this as well because it's interesting. A, a lot of rival fans make a lot of Perisic's age or the fact that he's coming to probably the most physically demanding league in the world um, at this stage of his career. What is your assessment on that? Do, do you do you buy the the nonsense that people are saying about how he's going to get rinsed, he's too old, he's this, this, that and the third? Because I don't. Tell me. No, Talk neither do I. No, he's a Maserati baller. You know, he's 33. He fits Conde's system, which Conde's trying to play, which will be 3-5-2. He'll play left wing back. You know, he played 35 times last year for Inter. He scored seven goals. He eight assists. You know, he's <clears throat> fantastic going forward and going back. And, you know, he'll, he's a lot better than Regulion. And um, obviously, Conde doesn't trust Sessignon yet, but you know, he's a really good player and age is just a number. And I think you'll kick on at Tottenham and he'll show everybody how much of a good player he is. Yeah. And then um on his on on the the thanks for thanks for that assessment as well. I I I agree. Um, but more so on the Premier League's intensity, do you see Perisic struggling to to get up to speed with with the pace of the English? No game? way. No way. You know, he played for Bayern Munich, he played for Wolfsburg when he was a kid. Obviously, Bundesliga is not as physical as the Premier League, neither is Serie A. But no, I just think, obviously, for being from Croatia, a small country, three million people, they're built different in Eastern Europe. And I just think, you know, they're just used to being tenacious and not getting bullied. And I think you'll hit the ground running. <clears throat> I think so, too. I think, I, I really think people are overstating the age thing. I think when you watch Perisic play, that doesn't look like a player that will struggle when it comes to playing an intense game, when it comes to playing a game that requires um, a high um, amount of work, um, a lot of work rate. And I think the one the one major key which I like about this signing is the fact that Antonio Conte has earmarked this guy. Conte wants him. So Conte knows how he plays and knows that 
he knows which players can uh, can can basically take to his system better and which players can't. We've seen that on the negative side with the likes of Ndombele and so on and so forth, where players don't. And, but yet we see it with the likes of Kulisevsky, Bentoncourt, and now Perisic, where these guys, beyond the technical aspect, they are hard workers. They put themselves around the football pitch. Um, and it's no coincidence that Kulisevsky and Bentoncourt have been able to sort of translate um, and apply their skills to the Premier League almost instantaneously. So I'm really looking forward to, to that signing. Uh, Yao, back to you on this. <laughs> Sticking to Perisic. Um, so we've spoken about the actual signing itself, but I want to talk about the impact it has on... I want to talk about the impact it has on some of our other players, most notably your very own dubbed Ryan Suss. <laughs> <laughs> Suspect. Suspect. <laughs> <laughs> What are your what are your aims for this deal then? Like, because let's face it, Sessignon is not going anywhere. He's staying. He's probably going to sign a new deal this summer because he's got he's down to these last two years, and it looks like the club want to keep him. It looks like Conte likes him and wants to develop him to mold him. What are your expectations on Sessignon's game whilst Perisic is at this club? Um, the the problem with the young kid is that injuries have led him to not trust his body so much. So you see that sometimes when he's dribbling, he's very tentative, doesn't really commit to the dribble, which gives off that awkward dribbling style and allows him to lose the boys. But what I will give credit to him is that defensively, when he has been called upon, he's been very good. You know, Sadly, he's not playing in a fullback role. He's playing in a wingback role, which means that there has to be an offensive side to his game. Um, that's where I think he's really irritated me the most. However, getting such a seasoned vet in like Perisic, who's for all intents and purposes the greatest definition I can give for a utility man in this modern era of football. Um, because there used to be utility men when we were growing up for an abundance, you know, say off for one. But this guy is like in that mode. He's a utility man. He can play left, right, both wings, both wing back positions. And at times, at very few times, he can play as a second striker, as a support striker, as Croatia have done a few times when they've been chasing games. So he's very versatile. And I'm sure that in the time that he'll be at Spurs, he can help Session get better in that role. I think that's one of the most important things, because you are right. I do think um, moving forward, the club is going to go with him as uh, the long-term left wing back, um, possibly winger, maybe later on in his career. Um, but the only way he's capable of doing that is... Um, one, building up his confidence, and two, building up his understanding of the position that he's playing. And uh, I don't think there is a better player that we have acquired so far than Perisic to do that and help him move forward. Fair enough. Uh, Kieran, before I move on, um, what's your take on that as well? Because um, do you feel like Perisic is the type of player that does have that effect where he can lend some of his skills to players who aren't as, as good at, at what he does and basically they can sort of learn off him? Yeah, he can take um, Sessegnon under his wing or any other youngster and 
yeah, show him really how to play football. Um, like you've already touched on, he can play anywhere across the pitch. He can play up front, right wing, left wing, you know, and he's a good impact player as well. So, you know, if you're chasing the game, you're 1-0 down and you want to win the game or get a draw, he can come on and have that instant impact where he's going to push the team or he's going to get an assist or he's going to score or bring other people into the into the game. And I just think, <clears throat> you know, it's all well and good having youngsters in your team, but you still need people which have won things, older players, who have that confidence and ability to push everybody up the road and make the team become better. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair play well. It looks like across the board we're, we're in agreement that Perisic is a really good addition to this team and let's see the damage he can do next season. I, I, me personally, I'm expecting him to kill it, man. I think, he, I think he'll do really well. But sticking to winter, let's talk about the main man in focus now that the Perisic deal is done because we have heard reports from every single person and their dog. We've heard from Italian journals, from English journals, from French journals, from Spurs ITKs. Yeah. Bastoni. Bastoni. Now, Kieran, I'm going to stick to you on this. Yeah. I want you to, one, give me your opinion on what you think is going to happen. And number two, give me your opinion on the player. Yeah. He's a fantastic player, obviously left-footed centre-back, which is rare, not many about these days. <clears throat> um, he's fantastic at put, bringing the ball out, bringing it forward. And obviously he can play left-back as well if you need him to play left-back. Um, he's quite tall as well, six foot one. He's good in the air. Um, he's got good vision and he's not scared to bring the ball forward and go up the pitch. Yeah, he's a very good player. Um, if the deal happens, I don't know. Um but obviously, into all their credit as money, so they need to pay that back. And they're also looking at Bremer as a replacement, who you guys have been linked with as well. So, for me, it makes sense for him to leave Inter because obviously he'll get a higher wage if he moves to Spurs. But I can see a similar kind of deal where with Kulisevsky, where they take him on an 18-month loan or a 12-month loan with an obligation to buy with a fixed fee at the end. But, you know... I would like to see it happen, but it's all up in the air at the moment. Is there um just from your from your from your perspective then? Obviously, you keep your ears to, to, to the ground in terms of Italian news more than myself and, and Yao. Um, how likely is that move for Bremer uh, to Inter? Because I've I've read about that briefly, and I I've read of Inter's confirmed interest, but my understanding is they would basically use any. And they would use some of the profits made from a sale from Bastoni to buy Bremer and then they would pocket the rest of the cash to pay off their debt. Yeah, that's true. So obviously Bastoni's been quoted at say fifty million euros and Bremer would be between twenty and thirty. So yeah, they would use that to buy Bremer and then obviously they would use the rest then to pay off their creditors. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you've to be fair, you you're smiling now because you've been saying this to me for like probably six months. You Yao has been banging this drum for so long, and I've been shutting him down, shutting him down, shutting him down, saying no. Why would they sell him? Why would they sell him? Well, here's your here's your time to shine, man. Um, I want to get your opinion on Bastoni. Like, how easy? I know. I don't. 
me personally, I'm not in the. I, I don't like talking about players like this where we've not even signed them. Yeah, but in your opinion, what's the likelihood? What's your likelihood of this deal actually going through? Do you see? Do you still see it happening, or do you still? Do you think that he may decide to stay at Inter Milan? I think all the talk of him wanting to stay at Inter Milan is um, a bit of a reach. Yes, he is an Inter Milan boy. Um, you know, came up through the system. Not here. I don't think he actually came up through the system. So no, he's from Atalanta. That's it. They bought him at eighteen. But they bought him young, and yeah. he's had a great start to his like big professional career at Inter Milan. And if I'm correct, he had his he had he had his time under Conte, so he knows the system. You know, I, I think he only spent I want to say a season under Conte. I don't think he was there the, the two full seasons Conte was there, um, but he knows the Conte system. And from what I'm hearing, I don't think there's actually a problem with the player wanting to come to Spurs. Um, I mean, it has been reported that you know he would like to stay at Inter, but. You know, there's other conflicting reports um, going against that. However, Inter want to strengthen their team. They want to buy some players, some that they may be able to get for free, the Abala being one. Um, but Bremer, if they go in for Bremer, they have to sell. So there'll be no point of even, how should I put it, bringing fresh faces to their team defensively if they're not going to have to sell if they're not going to sell one of their assets when they have to, because they owe money to their creditors. And that's why from about maybe late December going into January, I'd been harping on that. If there is a player that we should be going after it's Bastoni. And I did stay in the group that Bastoni will probably not only be cheaper than a Toro Martinez, but he shouldn't even be more than, I think I said 60 million, but like it's even turned out to be far less than what I thought. I don't think there's an issue on our club side, money-wise. I think it's just making the package sound good for Inter. I, I'd imagine that in Inter's position, um, they wouldn't want much of a, um instalment deal, which we've done quite a bit of them recently. Yeah. So yeah. I'd imagine Inter would want a, a, quite a big lump sum uh, so that they can get Bremer and, as Kieran said, probably pay off a little bit of the creditors. So... Um, for me, I just think it's it's literally uh, a ticking time bomb, really, as to when we uh, get that deal done. That's me personally. Yeah, no, that that that's fair. Um, I think it was Alistair Gold who's mentioned it as well, and um, even Paul O'Keefe. Whether you're listening to this and you you choose to listen to him as a Spurs fan or not, um, they said that the money's there. Um, the finances they've come like we've heard from credible sources they've said the finances will not be an issue with Bastoni. I think for the for the second time this calendar year, Spurs actually have the money ready to go to pay for a high profile name to join the club. And it's just now down to to the player and his his camp on whether they would like to to um they would like us to sort of trigger the deal because I think that's what we're waiting on from what I've read. That mm. if he if he is convinced by the project, yeah, then Spurs will will then take the initiative, make the official bid, and um, will get things cracking. So, listen, I think uh, me personally, I would love him. I would absolutely love that guy. He's always he's always been a pipe dream for me. 
Like, I, I didn't actually think that Spurs could sign him. And yet here we are. There's not a big chance, but there's a chance that Spurs can sign him. And I think what I like about this is that from our side, we're doing everything we can to sign him from what, from what I can see. The money is uh, the money is seemingly going to be made available. The wages won't be an issue. Personal terms won't be an issue. It's just about convincing him on the project. So it, it, it sounds it sounds positive. You know, like it's nice. You know that we're we're in this position right now. We we it's almost like we can dream. You know, can, <laughs> you know, there's certain clubs that dreamt of being here in this position. You know, there's we're smiling. I mean, I went out today. You know, I I got on the clipper. You know, we we were bombing it down the Thames. I was thinking to myself, "Wow, Spurs back in the Champions League, <laughs> looking at looking at fifty million pound centre backs." You know, certain, <laughs> certain clubs had to let their fifty million pound striker go for free. I'm not mentioning mm. no names. Just saying, <laughs> you know, get the job done in the final weeks, and maybe you could dream too. You know, mm. one day, facts. just one day. Facts, facts, facts. Facts. Big up Sai as well in the chat. Big up Sai. Kevin Yash. <laughs> Tell him. He says Gunas will say, but Stoney isn't that good once we sign him. Facts. Facts. These players are never that good when they sign for Spurs. But if they sign for the for the for that dirty team down the road dressed in red, they're the best thing since last bread. That's they're it. the best thing since last bread. But we won't we won't speak on that. I can see Guna Lee lurking in the comments, bro. Just oh, relax over there. Yeah, just say, just say names. Just chill, just chill over there, yeah. Just chill over there, yeah. Calm, calm, hey. calm. Kieran, it's peak over themselves. Yeah, Kieran. Um, another question for you as well because I don't really watch much of him, but I've read about him and I've seen him. I remember watching him when AC Milan played, and all I could think was absolute unit. Um, talk to me about Bremer because I think him, Gvardio, and I can't remember who the other name was. Pau Torres. These are the names that are being mentioned if Spurs aren't able to get the Bastoni deal over the line. What are your thoughts on Bremer as an alternative? Yeah, he was voted um, Defender of the Year last year in Serie A. He had a fantastic season with Torino, who were down towards the bottom end of the table. I think without him and maybe um, Belotti, they would have been in trouble and potentially could have got relegated. Um, he's a very good player, um, but for me, he's very similar to Christian Romero, who you already have. So I think um, Bastoni's better on the ball, um, whereas Romero, uh, whereas Bremer is more similar to Romero. Obviously, that safe American kind of player who's tenacious in the tackle and just loves defending. I think Bastoni would be a better fit with Romero than what Bremer would be, in my opinion. Yeah, I've got that vibe as well because I was looking at his um, ball progression stats and they're not that great and then when i when you watch clips of this guy play it's pure it's purely his defensive skill which isn't bad because you need you need defenders who can defend i i would be comfortable with with bremer but i really really want bastoni simply because of the fact that not only can he defend but on the ball he's he's way better like i i don't know about you yeah but when i watch bastoni play i don't want to gas him too much but he actually reminds me so much of jan Vertonghen. The fact that he can play left back, he, he's he's naturally left footed, he's quite tall, and he's got this ability to just glide past players. Like I've seen Bastoni pick up the ball and just just go past two, three players. Like Jan Vertonghen was very good at bringing the ball out from defence, whether that's through his dribbling or whether that's through his passing. So um, 
Bastoni gives me those type of vibes, man. And signing someone like Bastoni, 23 years old, you've actually got a top draw centre back there for the long haul. What do you think? Do you, do you think that comparison is a reach or? No, I don't think that comparison is a reach at all. I mean, you have to take into consideration when we signed Jan Vertogen, he was about 25, uh, if I'm right. I think I think he was, I know he was like mid-20s, that, that, around that range. And he slotted right into our team pretty well. Um, and then obviously showed his class later on a few seasons down the line. I, honestly, if people haven't watched uh, Serie A at all, um, just go back and have a look at last season, especially for Inter. Like I did, as um, Toby will be able to admit, in the group, there's been times where I've been shouting this guy's name in the group, like, oh, did you just see what he did? The guy is quality. The problem is, when a team has, say, a good um, blend, as we once had on the potch, when certain players either leave the squad or um, get too old, in the sense, you have to start looking at replacements. Jan Vertonghen left. We didn't have a replacement. None. Um, he literally is the Jan Vertonghen replacement. In fairness, Romero, if you want to look at it, not like for like, but if you want to look at it for what was our best partnership, which was Jan Vertonghen and Toby Ardavero, Romero will be our Toby. So where's our where's our Jan Vertonghen replacement? It's definitely not Dyer. He was already in that team and he doesn't play that style of football anyway. Yeah. So Bastoni would be the fit. Yeah. And so we need to obviously start picking up, you know, certain players that fit the mold of what the manager wants to do, but also give us the same qualities as previous players once did. Yeah. Fair. No, that's good. That's 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 fair enough, man. Um, and it's 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 interesting that we're focusing on defensive reinforcements on our team. Uh, Kieran, I want to get an outside opinion on this. Um, heading into the summer window, where would you have said was the biggest priorities for Spurs um, this summer to actually sort of fix? Um, I think you a bit light in centre midfield, so I think you need somebody to go in there. Obviously, you've been linked with um, James Ward-Price from Southampton. I think he'd be a pretty decent sign for Tottenham. And yeah, I think um, defence as well. Obviously, um, Sanchez isn't the best. And obviously, um, I don't rate Emerson Royale whatsoever. I think you um, messed up there. You should have signed Tommy Asu instead, but you were quibbling over money. So, yeah, and the wing-back positions need to be sorted out and you need another centre-back and maybe um, a backup goalkeeper, but obviously you've signed Fraser Forster now, so that's kind of sorted. Yeah, and Yao, I want to actually touch on Fraser Forster as well. Um, obviously, that's the deal that that's uh, as good as done now, um, barring the official announcements once we wait for his contract to expire at Southampton. Um, what are your thoughts on that signing? I think it's a very good signing. Um, he's a good backup. You know, he's got loads of Premier League experience. So there's no real fear there in his um, ability to adapt to the league. I think he's done a good... Um, he's had a good time at Southampton. I'm, I'm not, like, over the moon. I'm not going to be like, oh, it's amazing. Though. I mean, it's an older goalkeeper who's literally going to probably come in for uh, the cup games to give... Hugo Lloris some rest time. If it was my personal preference, I would have personally gone for a younger 
goalkeeper with probably a, more of an upside, but I guess it's, it's difficult in this market right now. I'd have gone with a younger keeper and possibly given him more of the rings to challenge Hugo for that number one spot and slowly, hopefully, kind of like move Hugo to more the secondary spot. But I guess, you know, the way with goalkeepers right now, how would they want to lose their number one position? So I think this business is really done to kind of, one, keep Hugo happy um, so he knows that he's still our number one goalkeeper. Um, and two, allow him to obviously rest in, um, I don't want to say lesser games, but games that we should, you know, win and don't necessarily need our starting 11 for, you know. So, um, and and he seems to be a decent um, backup. I mean, far better than what Joe Hart gave us. That guy was useless. Yeah. And Galini too, to be fair. But I guess Galini was a rapper. We we only yeah, bought yeah, him for <laughs> Kieran knows all too well about about Galini and his his his, his gaps and his baseball cap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Galini. I, listen, I I heard that Galini actually had a really good presence in the, or I read that he had a a good influence in the the change room, and he was he was relatively important in helping the likes of. Um, Kulisevsky and um, and Romero settle into the club. So listen, if that's the one thing that he's done or the two things that he's done, um, thank you for that, bro. But mate, you got to get out of here because you bring him are, back as an ambassador. Then you he are. Can, us, he can integrate uh, players back into. Our- <laughs> so what? Have him perform at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, let's actually talk about some of the rest of the news swirling around in the rumor mill. So. Right wing back, another priority position for us. Um, Jed Spence, I think that's probably the, the main name. And to be honest, the only name that I've seen us linked with for right wing back, aside from some of those shouts for Philip Kostic to play left wing back and Perisic to play right wing back. But Jed Aaron Spence. Hickey too. Aaron Hickey is he, too. Is he, from, is Bologna. He from Bologna? Yeah. Aaron yeah, yeah. He is? Yeah. Oh, I thought Arsenal, I thought Arsenal were, I thought Arsenal had that one over the line. No, no. Tottenham are looking at him as well. <clears throat> what? So give us give us um, please you tell me because I don't really watch I don't I'm not really watching Bologna like that. So you tell me what what's Hickey like? Yeah, he's very good, very industrious on the ball, um, good at going forward. He's good at staying fit and like Tierney. So um, yeah, I think you'll have one up on Arsenal if you sign him. Obviously, he signed from Hearts for two million. He had a good season with Bologna, and yeah, a lot of eyes are on him at the moment. And yeah, he's a good young player, and he can only get better. And he's better than Emerson Royale, which he's ain't hard, ain't hard, <laughs> ain't hard to be better than than Chicken Royale. But um, another I name is <laughs> fair enough. I didn't know we were we we were interested in Hickey, but I do I'll do some more research on that one. But um, another name that's been mentioned. Someone who, again, I've not really watched much of. Singo, uh, right wing back for Torino. Um, thoughts on him? What what's he like? And is there any sort of like is there any sort of realistic expectation that Spurs would move for a player like Singo? For me, um, he's okay, but he's. I don't think he's better than what you got. He's one for the future and. He could potentially get better, but I think he should stay in Italy with Torino before he comes to the UK. It'll be too much of a 
move too soon. Mm, fair enough. And speaking of too soon, yeah, well, I want to I want to come back to you um, for Jed Spence because he's one that's his name's ringing bells um, in in N seventeen, and he's one that's not just highly coveted by Spurs, but um, quite a host of top Premier League clubs. Um, what's your thoughts on Jed Spence to Spurs? Like, Kieran's obviously just mentioned on the pitfalls of Singo making that jump too early. Jed Spence, I think if Spurs were to sign him, he would effectively have to come in and be our number one and rotate alongside Matt Doherty because let's face it, the club are looking to sell um, Emerson Royale this summer or Chicken Royale. Actually, maybe I'll call him Emerson. Maybe I'll call him Emerson. Um, who, by the way, were glad that um, he was safe after that madness that happened in Brazil. That's crazy, but I'm not surprised. Stuff like that, stuff like that can happen to footballers. It really happens. It happens in the UK. It happens in Italy. It happens everywhere, man. They're high-profile people, and I'm just glad, glad he had the protection um, there and then. But yeah, back on Jed Spence. What's your thoughts on that move? Supposedly. Um, I've seen, a f- you know, a few games of him. I think there's something there. You know, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't. I wouldn't say I've been overly impressed. Um, but in saying that, um, we've had a whole season of a variant then number two, then the guy finally got half his name back in Matthew. Um, And then we also had a whole season of Emma's son, you know, (laughs) deciding whether he wanted to go out and play in the park. I mean, in terms of right wing back, it's an awful position. Is Spence the answer? My honest opinion is I've got a very bad feeling that Spence comes in and just reminds me of uh, Suspect. That's that's my honest opinion. I feel like he would be a good squad player <coughs> for our team. Um, but to come in and be our number one, nah, this is it's, it's not for me. But like you know, for all I know, he could come in and actually just hit the ground running. So um I, I'm not too sure on that one. I, I honestly feel like it we're we were better off going with a more I shouldn't say higher profile, but somebody with, you know, a bit more experience in that position. Um, yeah. I, but, you know, it could it could work out in our favour. Yeah. I'm not going to complain if Jed Spence is signed by the club. I think he's a good talent, man. I think he's a good player. He didn't really impress me in the playoff game. He looked mid, but it's one game. Mm. And the same way he looked mid there, I can point out games where people have told me, like the game against Arsenal, where he looked exceptional. Um, so he looks, he looks, he looks a good, he looks a good player. He looks a good player, but like you, I feel like this is not an easy role. Yeah. The wing back role, I think you can't just throw anyone there and it, and it, and it works. You need someone who knows what they're doing, especially in the final third. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a lot of the ball. And we've seen when Chicken Real gets in those positions, he's drowning. And I don't really want Jed Spence to drown. I think he's, I think if we had a firm and established certified first choice right wing back, I would be over the moon with Jed Spence coming in because that's on for him to learn off. And he comes in, he deputises and he eventually takes over the role. Um, It's like uh, 
but we don't have that luxury. Yeah. Matt Doherty probably gave us his best bit of football in his entire Spurs career in the space of like a, a few weeks. Yeah. And mass massive a massive knee injury. We don't know how he's gonna come back next season. And he wasn't exactly an undisputed player anyway. So we may potentially be asking Jed Spence to come in and carry a burden that he just doesn't really have the strength for right now. I don't yeah. know. Kieran, what's 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 your take on, on Spence? I I've only watched him a couple of times. I think I watched him on Nottingham Forest FA Cup run last year. Um he mm. looks solid. He's still a young player, so you know he's got the potential to get better. Um, it depends, really. Um, obviously, he's owned by Middlesbrough, so I'm not sure if he's gonna. For me, it makes more sense for him to stay with Nottingham Forest on loan in the Premier League, and then they they buy him if they stay up. I think maybe Tottenham might be a big jump up and a big step too far. Um, yeah, it's one of them. It's a risk, I think. Yeah, but I feel like it is definitely a risk. But I feel like. With a player like that, it's a good type of risk. It's just a case of the waiting time. I think we want players for the here and now with Conte. And I don't I I feel like Jed Spence is very much a player for the future. Uh, but we'll we'll see how that how that develops. Um but we've spoken a lot about incoming players. Let's talk about outgoing players now. So Yao, um, of course, you've seen the rumor mill again buzzing this morning. Um, a certain Steven Bergvine, um, who has just scored might I add, an absolutely cracking goal for, for Holland. He scored a fantastic goal for Holland. Um, literally just now, let's say we we, we knock another, we, we add another 5 million to his price tag, but Ajax have made a bid for Bergwijn. Ajax have made a bid for Bergwijn. Um, there's been no confirmation yet on whether the bid's been accepted or how much the, the, the bid, um, how much the bid is. But Steven Bergwijn, where do you stand? In fact, I know where you stand. I just want you to say it again. Because I just want you to say it again. I sell him. <laughs> I, ain't <got> no, <laughs> I ain't got no time for no sentimental things. Listen, I'm I'm sure he's a nice guy. And, you know, I've seen, you know, some some of the, the drip, you know, that man's been, you know, thrown on Instagram. You know, he's got money. You know, well done. Clap for the kid. I'm glad that he scored up the price tag. But, the truth of the matter is, yeah, like you can't. I'm sorry, you can't be Dutch and be taking this long to to get up to speed with this league. It, it, it don't make sense to me. Like I could reel off bare Dutch players that have come in, smashed up the league, even some that have taken time. I, I ain't got time to waste. Like I think, I think it's not worked out for him. Maybe this ain't the league for him. That's fine. That's that's football. You know, he could easily just go go back home. And then you know, smash it up there because he's not be he's not like he's not a guy that wants to play um the squad role. He just doesn't. He's made that very clear. He wants to be starting games, you know, and you know, taking names. And the problem with that is he's had a stop start time period at, at Spurs. I don't think we have the patience to be waiting for my man to hit the ground running. So sell him and just you know build out the team otherwise. Yeah, a, a comment in here from Jeffrey saying, keep Bergwijn. Listen, the ship has sailed, man. The ship has sailed. I'm bored. I'm actually bored. Nothing against Bergwijn. 
Yeah, but he just hasn't been a success at Spurs. I don't actually think Steven Bergman's a bad player. I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, yeah. He's shown me a little something, something under Conte. I don't think he's a bad player. I can see him going to, to another club and doing well. But why? Why do we have to persist with him? Why do we have to wait for Bergvan to be the player that we want him to, to be at Spurs? I'd, I'd like to say, just for the record, why? I, I don't think he's bad. But sell him. You know? <laughs> I, I, I don't know what other way to put it. Yeah, that's it. That's literally it. I, I, I get the, the whole concept about depth, but we've had him for depth for the past... Two years. Yeah, no, we yeah we've and, had him for depth, and you know, un, unlike a swimming pool, there, there's been no depth when he's come onto the pitch. You know, yeah. more time he's played like he's in the shallow end, just <laughs> standing above water. That's nice. Bruh. When we when we talk about depth, there has to be real depth. We have to be drowning teams. We don't drown teams when when Bergwijn comes off the bench. Like we don't even drown teams when he's starting more time. Like he had. I mean, thank God, you know, he had that great performance coming off the bench against um, Leicester City. You know, very proud of him. And then I think either the week before that or the week after that, he went and touched up, you know, West Ham, punched him up. I was there in the stadium with Sai and, and Dave. We were there. Punched him up. Pop, pop. He realised he was, he was Dutch again. And then weeks later, man decided he didn't want to be Dutch. Well, what's that about? Sell him. I ain't got time for this. Yeah. Sell him. Just sell him. I, I said it. Um, listen, I don't want there to be a season where he gets sold and Lucas Moura survives another summer. He needs to be sold immediately. Not Lucas Moura needs to be sold immediately. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. I think with this one, move him on, take the money, move on Lucas Moura, take the money and bring in two players who genuinely can compete that's it it's not it's not sell him and don't replace it's sell him and get the get better bodies in yeah like look if we didn't um get rid of lamella for argument's sake yeah and i actually like lamella yeah but if we didn't get rid of lamella and in the in the end actually have to um rely on mora we would have never gone into the market and gone in for like diaz or uh, kuvaleski we would have never gone into the market for them yeah so and it, it's turned out that Kuvaleski's worked out better than both um, Lucas Moura and Lamella. And like I said, I didn't have a problem with, with Lamella. I think injuries killed his time at Spurs. Oh, I but did. I, I had a problem. I, I, didn't, had I didn't actually have a problem. <laughs> yeah, but I had the problem. But we had to move him on. And in moving um, Lo Celso and um, Endombele on, on loan, we were able to get Benton Court. We're, we're not getting rid of these players to not replace them. We have to replace them. Yeah, Facts. But this guy... Cannot stay here no more. Time's done. I think the I think the one key thing that we're failing, well, not us two, but I think the one thing that isn't really being emphasized is he actually wants to leave. He doesn't want to stay. He doesn't want to be someone for depth. Yeah. So for those who are commenting, Stephen Bergvan has said on air. He said it on Dutch radio. He wants to leave Spurs. He doesn't like. Being a benchman, he wants to play regularly. And he's not going to play regularly at Spurs because he's not good enough to. Is he good enough to play more games than he should have? Yes. Because when you see the likes of Lucas Moura getting more minutes than he is, that one I don't agree with. But this guy wants to leave. 
He wants to leave the club. So for me, it's in our best wishes. Sell him. Easily. Sell him. Easily. I'm, I'm with that. You know, I know a lot of people will be like, look at what he's done in the Leicester game. Yeah, but that could be said for a lot of players across all sorts of football. You know, like that that one specific moment doesn't save his career, I suppose. Sorry. Agreed. Agreed. Jeffrey is not uh, impressed. He says he wants, Bergvan wants game time. He also says if it wasn't for Bergvan in the Leicester game, we wouldn't be qualified for the UCL fam believe that. We could say this for so many other games. Yeah, there's like, I mean, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that game happened in January or early February. <laughs> it happened in January. And then we just sure. lost to lose two more games. Listen, I'm not trying to downplay the significance. That was big. It was a big that win. Big. It was a big win, a big result. But come on, man. Come on. It's not enough. Anyway. Anyway, um, big upside as well. He says the next player that comes in for Bergwijn is also going to need to adjust. Listen, possibly, my brother. It could be, but I ain't gonna have. I, I ain't gonna have another Bergwijn, man. I just, it's enough, man. It's enough. For it's for enough. me, listen. The list of players that need to go, everybody knows. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> he said he doesn't want any with N. He don't want any players with N. Yeah, in Kubu, in G. It can't be none of them, 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 and and postcode guys. It can't be none of them. Listen, I'm happy uh, for Bergwijn to be sold if somebody else comes in and and does the business. I'm also happy for you know Hoisin to be sold, but I don't think he's going to be sold. For those of you that know, don't know who Hoisin is, yeah, that's Hoybjerg. That boy is that boy is bad for uh, yeah, bad, bad for your lungs, bad for your heart, bad for your arteries. That guy is useless. <laughs> he, he, if there's a guy that I need to get out of this club. Is hoisting source himself? He has to go, but he's probably not going to be sold. But I'm, thank- I'm so thankful to God yeah, that the club has finally realized that Winko Stinko, it's time for him to go. Oh, that boy yeah. can't wink. He is crap. Yeah, and he's finally <laughs> going. All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's just bunch them all into one. Yeah, because the club are actively looking to sell Giovanni Lascelles. So the club have, well, the club correspondents have um, confirmed that there is that green light now to sell Harry Winks. So I expect Harry Winks will be moved on this summer. But another fresh piece of information that was provided to us yesterday by Julian Julienne Maynard, a French reporter for Telefoot. Um, Tongi, 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 Tongi. Tongi and Dombele. Uh, <coughs> looks like he's off to a Spanish club, I think he said. Was it a Spanish club he mentioned? He said yeah. unnamed, but um, he looks like he's likely to head to a Spanish club this following season. I expect that will probably be a loan move with a buy option inserted because, let's face it, I don't really see many Spanish teams being able to afford Endombele at the price Spurs are Yeah, asking. the money is low right now. So... Uh, Kieran, nice to have you back. <laughs> Sorry, it was Amazon. No worries, no worries. <laughs> out, out, outside looking in, do you think that's the best move for both parties, for Indom and for for, for for Spurs? Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Um, so, yeah, his best thing to do is ship him out on loan, maybe. Um, like you said, his transfer fee would be high because you need to recoup the money while you paid for him. And yeah, hopefully, you know, wherever he goes, whether it be Spain or Italy or Germany, he has a successful loan move and you can get him off the books then. What do you think of him? Do you rate him? Do you Because within Dom, he divides. 
he divides opinion. Um, I, I don't really I, have I, an I, opinion I, on him, to be honest. I haven't seen him enough. So, you know, he barely plays for Tottenham. I've watched him a couple of times France. But, yeah, I'm indifferent when it comes to him. Yao, I know your opinion on this, but um, I want it anyway because I think within Dom, we know he's got his admirers, me included. But at times, you just got to pull the plug, man. You just got to be ruthless. Um, progression, progression means you shed off what's not worked for you, and you you try and find ways to to uh, you try and find new ways to move forward, man. Um, Give me your thoughts on on Indom potentially leaving the club for a second I mean, season. It's it's sad because Indom is that you know footballer that you know you, when you look at him on the ball, you see how he plays football. You think, oh, this this guy could be special, you know. Yeah. Um, but he he just turned out to be the guy that bruv, he he let Nas down. Yeah, and Facts. if you. Facts. You, you can't you can't be letting Nas, look at what happened to J. Cole when he let Nas down. You don't do that. You don't do them things there. Yeah. So he let Nas down, he let us all down. So with that being said, you know, like a child that's done wrong in, in his classroom, got to send man to detention. Send him away. You don't need to see that face again. And we need to make our money back. We spent 63 million pounds on this guy. Yeah. He should be smashing it up. He should be punching teams left, right, and center week in, week out. And we've had to sell this guy. Not even sell him. We had to send him on loan back to the club that we got him from for him to not even be, like, smashing it up there. Listen, sometimes it just doesn't work. You know, you might go to the shop, buy a new pair of night trainers, think, yeah, I'm going to be styling. Put on your crepes, head outside, and the girl you fancy said, Big man, them crepes ain't running. And that's what's happened with us. And Don Bernie ain't running. Yeah. So it's time to cut the cords. No more sentimental things. Sell the you. I ain't got time for it. Yeah. We ain't, we ain't raising no more babies in this club. Get rid of him. We need to be moving like men. Mm, I hear that, man. I hear that. I hear that. Well, I think that's a good place for us to end it. Um, that brings a close to this week's news in the Spurs world. Listen, folks, we're going to be here throughout the summer, giving you everything you need. Um, I did I did want to get into some of the dodgy rumours that we heard, but you know what? I'll save that for next week when we've got a, 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 a bigger crowd because we will be in need of a laugh. I mean, those came rumours are a laugh, but we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll, we'll touch on that next week anyway. Um, but, Kieran, it's been, it's been great having you here, man. Um, uh, well... Yeah, thanks for thanks for hopping on. Thanks for giving us your insight on specifically the Italian news, the Italian links, and some of the players in the Serie A, man. Uh, Yao, it's been a good return for you. I hope that we've got you back for good now um, because Scott Hall needs to be on any sort of NSO pod. So you better be free next week and the week after that and the week after that hey, and the week after that. I'm back yeah. in it. I had my... I had my month's injury not too long after Armageddon. Man said I'll return after WrestleMania. I'm here, innit? You know what I'm saying? We're here. All right, cool. Yeah, you heard that, folks. He is here. He ain't going anywhere. So fresh Spurs news, hot off the press from the NSO coming your way throughout the summer. But until then, make sure you like, share and subscribe this stream. Make sure you share 
um, and spread the word on the pod itself, available on Spotify. Um, make sure you subscribe to all the socials, man. Again, the YouTube channel, Touchline Media, Touchline Fracker, um, on Instagram and I on Instagram and Twitter as well. Touchline Fracker, one word. New Spurs order, one word. Make sure you're following all the socials and you're engaging with us. Um, until then, until then, take care. Peace out. Listen, Scott Hall is in the chat as well. He's saying he's here to address the people next week. <laughs> he's got them receipts. Yo, Touchy Gunas, if you're listening, we got receipts for days. So, boy, you know when size on the pod, he's bringing, he, he's getting his reparations. So, tune in for next week anyway, and um, we'll, we'll speak soon. Take care. Peace out. And up the Spurs. On debut, Tungay Ondombele has scored the equaliser for Spurs. Lucas Moura clips it. Oh, great goal! Stephen Bergwijn has arrived in North London! That is absolutely incredible on debut! Oh, yay! Sports Social Podcast Network.